Welcome to a new episode of Good Morning Camera. And look, there's just so much to talk about. Anthony, can we just get right into it? Can we just get into it? <laughs> this guy, he's just dying. He's <laughs> We're just jumping off the walls, uh, getting ready to start. But okay, if you want to just get right into it, Gadget, there is a lot of things to talk about. Well, so. Look, look, look. We're going to talk about a new Leica camera. We're going to talk about a new Sony camera. But first... What are we going to talk about, Anthony? What yeah. are we going to talk about? So, so Fujifilm, Fujifilm has released a, I don't know if this is like a, a, a mid-tier or like an entry-level camera, but it's, it's an XS20. So that XS line is kind of, I guess we can call it a mid-tier kind of camera in their kind of lineup, right? But this thing's actually like, it's kind of a little beast. So do you want to walk us through what's what's going on? What's What's, what's, what's good with the specs? Yeah, this XS20 from Fujifilm, it doesn't have the sort of retro styling what that Fujifilm is known for that, you know, they've recently gained a ton of popularity online for. It's more of a traditional design, but it's really, really small. It's a small light camera that brings in their fourth generation sensor. So their X-Trans 4 sensor, 26 megapixels, a tried and you know, tested sensor. Like it's, it's, been, mm -hmm. uh, it's been renowned how good the sensor is, especially at color noise and managing noise in general. And they mm -hmm. pair it with the new fifth generation processor. And this is a lot of nerd speak, but what this basically does, it unlocks the power of the sensor. So they have this camera here that feels kind of entry level, you know, like you said, maybe in that mid-tier uh, camera, but it's mm -hmm. delivering some high-end specs. So you Absolutely. can record 6.2K video with the entire readout of the sensor, open gate, three by two, right? You have insane continuous uh, uh, shooting options in this. You can also do with the electronic shutter and a crop up to 20 frames per second continuous shooting if you don't mind a little bit of a crop on your images. The autofocus, you know, at the time of recording, it was the best autofocus they have, but they recently released some firmware updates, but it is best along with some other cameras. So if you're looking for the best autofocus in a Fujifilm solution, this is one of those cameras where the continuous autofocus, the artificial intelligence that they're building in, it works insanely fast. I had some time with this camera and especially with autofocus, I like to test it out with kids because... They can't sit mm -hmm. still. And this thing was tracking their eye, face, and head really accurately. So if I sound excited, what I'm excited about, Anthony, is the fact that you're getting a lot of high-end creative features at a very reasonable price. You know, this is something yeah. that's, that, that, that you can look at, invest in, and have a ton of headroom to grow into. Absolutely. Yeah. And I was most shocked about some of these bit rates that we're getting. And like you said, it's, it's kind of similar to XT3, XT4 and XT5 uh, when you look at some of the details. So you do get 6K and it, but it, what shocked me was like you get up to 360 megabits per second. Uh, there is no 6K60, which is totally reasonable because this camera's priced at 1750 Canadian, right? So like that is that's a pretty that's some that's some heavy specs and to should get open gate in there you know i'm all i'm all about that open gate now that we uh i was just switched over to the panasonic kind of realm but this is crazy for for this for this kind of tier of camera and all intra codec is available uh in this camera as well so talk to me about this vlog switch the dial on top of the camera what what does this do and uh what are what are some of these smart features that fujifilm's kind of putting into this one 
Yeah, so there's a ton of improvements on subject detection. There's, you know, in-body image stabilization. You can get up to seven stops depending on which lens you're using. They have this auto mode that will look at the scene that you're trying to capture and choose the best settings and even the best film simulation to complement that. But they also have this vlog mode. And when you switch mm -hmm. this dial, basically what they're trying to do is make it easy for people to use this as a creator tool. You know, in vlog mode, you're probably going to be in front of the camera. You might be bringing up products to the camera, whether it's beauty or technology. You know, people that are using this are using this to communicate to their viewers and communicate something to their viewers a lot of the time. This just makes it easier. The vlog mode tweaks a few settings, especially with focus, so that it can prioritize you and whatever you might be bringing in front of the camera. So you don't have the weird hunting. You're not battling the autofocus. It's, it's supposed to be like a good dance partner. So, mm. you know, this is not something that I would particularly use for my line of work, but a product at this price that's giving you all these features as well as this, it's going to make the job easier for a lot of creators. That's, that's, that's really impressive stuff, Anthony. Yeah, and one thing I guess that should be noted is uh, you're going to have to bump up to a V90 SD card because uh, and this is going to be an upgrade for some of the Fujifilm users because, uh, I mean, this camera's packed with those specs and to get the 6K, I mean, potentially like all intra codec uh, in there, you're going to be jumping up to uh, bigger SD cards or, or more expensive SD cards. So something worth noting for those looking to get into this camera. But Gajan, who who should be looking to kind of get into this camera? Because I kind of feel like I'm excited about it, but I don't know if this is necessarily the camera that's designed for somebody like us. Uh, who who should be excited and who should get into this? Yeah. Something like you this? know, if you're looking for a, a sort of travel lifestyle uh, and probably content creator kind of tool. Like mm -hmm. this camera should be on your short list, right? Like you should start the conversation with a few cameras and this is one of those cameras you got to start the conversation with. And the reason mm -hmm. you wouldn't get this camera is say, if you really needed the resolution of like an X-T5 or something else, or if you needed some high-end video features of an X-H2S or from another uh, manufacturer, or if you just really wanted the retro aesthetic. Like those are the three things that are in my head that are like, okay, if these three things are important to you, probably you're not going to look at this camera, right? Mm -hmm. But this camera does so much and is so <laughs> versatile. And really, when you look at the, the X mount and the amount of lenses you have, it's a very capable solution for a lot of kinds of people. Whether it's photography, videography, or content creation, what have you. Like, this is something that is taking a lot of the best innovations that Fujifilm has released over the last few years and packaging it into something that is a reasonable investment. So yeah, if you are looking, if you've been wondering, like you've been sitting on your DSLR or you just have a mobile phone and you kind of want to just look into this camera that like, look, I want to be able to swap out lenses. I want to be able to take great pictures. I want to be able to travel with it. I don't want it to be crazy heavy. Like this is a camera you'd consider. And especially if you're like, okay, I want to, I want to post some really good reels. I want to post some, you know, content creating, uh, that's not even a word. That's not even a way to say it, Anthony. Content creating things. Look, we can do better than that. If you want to post ambitious, sexy, beautiful, mm. enticing footage, right? That looks like it's a graduation from your mobile yeah. phone. This is a camera that you got to consider. 
Yeah, absolutely. And this is, I think this is one of those cameras that just the price is so right. It's going to appeal to a lot of people who. You know what I hate about this camera? You know what I hate? Sorry to cut you off. You know what I hate about this camera? (laughs) That I'm so excited about. I sound like a salesperson. (laughs) I sound like, like I'm making a dime off of each XS20 that's getting sold. I'm not. I'm not, folks. Uh, Maybe I should find some things to knock about this camera. Look, the reality is, is that you know this Anthony for so long we had like pro cameras and then like entry level and then like mid cameras and there was such a gap between features and it kind of made sense you're just like oh yeah like you're gonna spend double to get way more features or like way more resolution but what I'm excited about is more and more we're seeing manufacturers pack a ton of these like pro high-end features into like sub two thousand dollar pricing right that that Absolutely. You know, just gives you something that you can use for longer. There's less waste going into our landfills. There's more cameras being passed down. There's more resale value on these things because of what they can do. So, you know, hats off to Fujifilm. Exactly. And you don't need to spend three to $5,000 to get good image quality anymore. And I think about like, I mean, me, you and our, you and myself here, we started on the X-T1, which was a far less superior camera than than this camera and it's almost like the same price here uh today so uh, talking about like another brand that is also giving hey us, uh, hey <laughs> look at that segue that's look at that professional yeah, segue can go. i tee it up for you can i tee it up for you yeah y- Sony, you mentioned Sony's some, doing something <laughs> you mentioned doing something. some three thousand dollars you mentioned some three thousand how about something that's well under three thousand dollars <laughs> sony announced their zv1 mark ii it's actually behind yeah. me over there, but I want to hear what you think about this. You're pretty, <laughs> you're, you're close to the Sony space. So tell us, what uh, is this camera? What can it do? Well, first of all, like a deja vu gadget. I feel like, you know, we were just talking about another uh, ZV camera and Sony. What Sony, I think, is actually doing is that I think they're trying to just perpetually run bumper ads on Henry's.com. Like they just they just want them running all year long. So they keep the cameras coming. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's the goal. So this is the ZV camera that I was expecting to come out when they released the last ZV camera, the full frame kind of option. But they shocked us, you know, with that full frame option. But here, this is exactly what I was expecting. $11.99 Canadian. And this is the one inch vlog style point and shoot that everybody kind of knows and loves. The big, the big thing here though, is it we do get a slightly wider lens. And this is what everybody kind of asked for on the original ZV-1. That was a 24 millimeter lens and then you you kind of crop when you go into that active mode and apply all the other stabilization that you kind of needed but this this might be one of the most little perfect vlogging cameras for that just over a thousand dollar price point because now you're getting an 18 millimeter to 50 millimeter f 1.8 which is a noticeable difference when you're kind of kind of comparing the original versus this new zv mark zv1 mark ii um but I, I, I won't pull a gadget in talking about Fujifilm because it's not all sunshine and rainbows here. <laughs> because once you do apply that e-stabilization, you do get a, a, a crop. But it is better than the previous version. So, I mean, I personally think this might be one of the best little vlogging cameras for just over a thousand bucks. What do you What do you think? I, I refuse to be anything but excited today, Anthony. Okay. <laughs> uh, look, what's cool about this camera is that Now you have an option. I shouldn't say now, but here is now another option for those people that don't want to be as intentional 
with their mm-hmm. creative tool, right? So for example, you look at the Fuji, that's something like, all right, I want to get my own lenses. I want to get better. I want to dive deeper into this space. And then there's some people or some creators that it's a means to an end. I'm using mm-hmm. the camera to tell a story. I just needed to be, you know, this good. And then just let me get back to like editing and sharing and interacting with my community. You know, that's the sort of creator that's going to love a camera like this. It's super small. It's a pocketable camera that can take mm-hmm. great photos, that can do great video. You're not getting a big APS-C sensor, let alone full frame, but Sony has built in a ton of their smarts and technology to give you a really good result in the moment. And especially with their audio, uh, the innovations that they're bringing here, it's like, okay, you can use this out in public in more and more places without the need of a microphone and get decent audio. I would still recommend getting an external microphone, but at least the solution you're getting out of here has been improved significantly. So I look at something like this and it's it's a pretty good alternative to a GoPro for mm-hmm. the people that don't really want, they want a little bit more than a GoPro, right? Like, you know, you might spend three, four, five, six hundred $600 on a GoPro, right? Trying to capture and, and document your trips and take photos and all that kind of stuff. Well, for a little bit more, you're gonna get significantly better quality, focus, versatility, being able to flip the screen all the way around, there's just more you can do with something like this. And it's probably a more conducive photography tool. So mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm glad. I'm glad there's a new update to this. It feels like, you know, it's a pretty quick update since the original was announced. But if you can still keep that aggressive price point and you can iterate over time, again, it's just making it easier and easier to get into the space and get to work. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm six foot seven. So I actually found that the 24 millimeter lens on the last version was a totally acceptable focal length. But some people didn't like that because, like I said, once you apply some of the stabilization, e-stabilization and then like active stabilization, you do get a significant crop. So I feel like this is definitely going to i don't i haven't obviously i haven't done a direct comparison but i feel like the footage does look better than any canon or nikon camera at this kind of price point even though you know you're you're jumping into maybe some larger sensors at this point but for for an overall package i i honestly think this might be the best vlogging camera uh around this a thousand dollar price point and i really do love that uh the sony microphone but they even introduced like this smart direction kind of feature that we didn't even really discuss but Mm -hmm. (laughs) essentially like you're just if if you're talking in front of the camera it's going to move to a different microphone and if you're talking behind the camera it's going to move to another microphone or you just set it to to record all of them at the same time so i love this like little little point and shoot and i I definitely think the price is right on this one for sure but gadget let's go let's jump over to the opposite side of the spectrum here Uh, we we did we did our community service talking about sub two thousand dollar (laughs) cameras yeah let's move up let's move up the chain i went down the leica q2 rabbit hole a little while back and here we are today with another Q, uh, Q camera from Leica. So please take us down this Q3 rabbit hole here and tell me what this camera can do. The Leica Q3. So this is <laughs> a fixed lens, full frame, point and shoot camera that costs $6,000 US. So mm. <laughs> with that will come some polarizing opinions, but because these cameras 
are made, you know, in Germany. A lot of handmade, uh, ha handmade processes are involved in making these these cameras because of the parts that are being used, because of the optics that are included. It is an exp and of course the margin. It's an expensive proposition. That being said, I had some time with this camera, and it's pretty damn impressive. You get a 60 megapixel full frame sensor with the same triple resolution functionality that was introduced with the Leica M11. So you can go from 60 or cha change the pixel readout to 36 or 18 to get a little bit more dynamic range when you're in the field. It's built into this weather resistant body so you can shoot it pretty much anywhere you like. One of the big selling features is that it has a 28 millimeter Sumalux lens, an F1.7 lens. And when you shoot it wide open, it controls light and aberrations really, really well. And on top of that, the way they sort of structure their optics, you feel like you're getting more of a fall off than F1.7, which is really cool. What's new to this camera is on the back, it actually has a tilting display now, the first Leica to do that. I mean, many companies have been doing this for a long, long time. It is nice to see Leica finally jump on the bandwagon. They also included 8K video into this camera. <laughs> You know, what's cool and more practical is that they, they improve the video specs so that you can have L-Log, you have 4K60 if you want, you can do a lot more. You can use this as a webcam, all that kind of stuff. But, you know, they said, why not? We can do 8K, the sensor can support it, the processor can support it. We're going to give you 8K 30P and essentially, again, a point-and-shoot camera. So oh. this camera, you know, you, you, you look at the price, you look at what's included, and most people are going to be like, this makes no sense. Like, what the hell? This camera really is for people that are looking for the best image quality that they can get in a very compact form factor, and especially those that favor that Leica optics, that Leica look, um, mm -hmm. that sort of image quality you get with the brand, right? And mm -hmm. of course, there is a bit of a, a, per, a perceived cachet when you have the red logo on a camera. Like, people feel nice. It's like having a nice watch. <laughs> you would know about this, Anthony, right? Um, yeah. So... You know, this this Q3, it's not going to appeal for everyone, but the results, I mean, they, they do speak for themselves. These are some of the most impressive results you're going to get from a point-and-shoot camera. I have, I've had the X100V for a long, long time, so as I was testing it, I was kind of seeing like, all right, how do the results vary? And it's such a noticeable difference in image quality, fidelity, and noise performance between this mm. camera and a camera like that. So... Yeah, the Leica Q3. It's uh, yeah, it's a spicy one. It it kind of feels like there's just so much more flexibility with this camera now because we have like a flip screen. Not that the the Q2 wasn't like a pro tool, but this does truly feel like a refined pro tool with a lot of flexibility you got all the megapixels that you could really want like i said that varying flip screen that's going to be a game changer and really helpful for people who are just trying to quickly get the shot right like they don't want to be on the ground belly all on the ground and and uh, having that flip screen is absolutely huge but at this price at this price tag, Gadget, do you think it's potentially worth getting the Q2 as this maybe hopefully comes down in price? Or is this now the gold standard for the Q kind of lineup? Uh, what do you think? Yeah, it's an interesting question. A lot of people are going to be, you know, thinking about this too. Like, should I try mm -hmm. to find a used one or an old one for a little bit cheaper? Should I get the latest and greatest? It really comes down to how you shoot and what you shoot. The big selling point with the Q3 is that it has phase detect autofocus now. 
right? Mm. Uh, this is a big thing about the Q2 series is that you get something that's a little bit bigger than an M camera, but it has a Sumalux lens included and autofocus. Well, now you get the best autofocus you can. And I still believe most people that are using this Q series camera are using the autofocus, right? The manual focus tab and the zone focusing is nice, but most users are probably just gonna use it as a point shoot. So if you rely heavily on accurate focus, you are shooting in very dynamic environments and you're a little bit more adventurous with your shots, something like this, you're gonna notice the improvement right away. You're gonna see that mm. it just locks into eyes and faces really quickly. And again, I had an early unit so there was some trouble with like, if there was many faces, like which faces are going to focus on, but you can easily select between them. And mm. that's going to improve over time as well. What, what didn't fail me, what caught me by surprise was that I could shoot wide open F1.7 and capture focus incredibly quickly and get these beautiful shots. And mm. like it, 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 it's, it's just something that you would see from a high-end camera. Except now, when you actually take the image, you're getting something that has that Leica sensor, that Leica look to it, and that fidelity to that image. So it sort of enhances the experience. And, you know, part of that might even be placebo, but there's a reason. <laughs> there's a reason there's a cult following for this series. So I would say you get the best that you can, and especially look at what you create and how you create. If you mm -hmm. have time to slow down, if you can be more intentional, if, if your shooting is not as crazy, and especially if you don't do a lot of video with your camera, a, a used Q2, it's a great time to look at one right now as people are offloading theirs to potentially upgrade, right? But yeah. if you are someone that shoots a lot, that relies heavily on autofocus, that, that wants to be out there with this every single day and potentially get into video, I think it's well worth the investment, especially since the price isn't a considerable difference. Mm -hmm. Well, Gadget, uh, I love this because there's, you know, this episode has really given something for, for everybody, but we've yet to even get to the best part, and that is the creator draft pick time. So I see your creator draft pick in the notes. I'm, I'm holding mine back here, but this is two, two creator draft picks that is something for everybody. So why don't you, why don't you take us through yours? And, yeah, and we'll, yeah. We'll go there. <laughs> Uh, look, mine has nothing to do with photography, videography, cinematography, any of that stuff. It's Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom, okay? Uh, it, it, one of the most anticipated games. Look, you had the first game for the Nintendo Switch that came out, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, and it went on to be uh, called the greatest game of all time by many outlets, by many outlets. You know, GQ did a list recently, top 100 games of all time. And this mm. was their number one pick, okay? <laughs> and just when you thought it couldn't get better, they went ahead and changed the whole thing, Anthony. I, look, I, I don't get a lot of time to play video games. I try to, you know, watch which ones I get into. And I knew this one was coming out. I waited, and it has been a joy. Sometimes you just need an <laughs> escape from everything else. You want to just turn down a little bit, unwind, relax, you know, I've made several picks like this, Anthony. It has nothing to do with whatever it is. But this is what I'm enjoying right now. So, look, if you've been playing and you've been enjoying it, let me know. Like, just send me a message on social, whatever. But I'll be honest. This is my creator draft pick. I think that you should really check this out if you have a Nintendo Switch. Open up your mind. Who knows? You might leave feeling inspired. Uh, yeah, that, that's, that's my pick, man. I, I got nothing else to say about that. What about you? 
Well, I saw your pick and I'm trying to stay on the same kind of theme here, but maybe relate this a little bit back to photography and video. Uh, so I was in chapters and I just randomly came across this photo book and it's super creative, very funny to kind of look at. Uh, but it's also, like I said, photo related because uh, a lot of the photos that they take in this uh, photo book take you into this miniature world of Lego. Uh, and they show you uh, the this Lego photo. And then sometimes it's like how the, the shot was actually taken. So you see behind the scenes of Lego photography uh, and like a little blurb about the Lego photographer. So there's actually a photo group called Brick Central and all they do is just photograph Lego. So the book, uh, I actually have it right here. It's called Lego in Focus and it's the little sub caption is explore the miniature world of Lego photography. So you can see it here, Gadget. Uh, wow. Such a funny little book and the, 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 the cover of this was just like, oh my gosh, I have to, I have to grab this. Just because like that is just so funny and the the photos are super creative they're they're in scenes where you just wouldn't really expect them when you kind of get to see the behind the scenes not every photo is behind the scenes uh with the main picture but you can just imagine uh what what is happening uh in the behind the scenes on some of the other photos that you don't actually get to see but too funny and i was thinking like Lego photographer, like that is the pinnacle of product photography. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> you know what, what, I mean? what are you even doing? I mean, what are you even doing at that point? Come on, yeah. man. Imagine, imagine that being your job. I was like, I was thinking, like, okay, you've you've peaked. <laughs> yeah, wonderful, wonderful, amazing pick, man. Uh, and thank you all for listening. This, as you could tell, it was a fun one to record. Anytime we got new toys, new cameras to talk about. Uh, we're going to have fun on this show. So thank you so much for listening. If you aren't already, please do subscribe to the show and let others know about Good Morning Camera and join this community. We have a ton of great stuff coming up in the weeks and months ahead. Until then, as always, my name's Gadget. His name's Anthony, and we'll see you next time. Take care.